Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. Uh, At the high school level, most high schools, we don't know or we don't get to control the players that come in. And so there's this idea that every year, depending on the talent that's at, in the school, in the gym, I've got to change and tweak my style a little bit. At college level, I mean, you do get to recruit the players that you like that fit what, the way that you want to play. But for for you, how much of it is style based or I'm going to change my style based on the players that I have? Uh, for us, it's it's going to be best player available. I mean, we're going to go get the absolute best players that we can find. We're going to bring them here. We're Obviously, we've recruited them so we know kind of what their strengths are. Uh, and we're going to figure out a way to, to utilize those strengths. Uh, obviously, we want to play a certain type of way. Like, I want to guard and be tough and be aggressive. You know, we want to be – we want to attack. But I'm going to find the best player available, and I'm going to use that player's skill set to the best of his ability and my ability. You know, if that means running a certain type of offense, you know, that maybe I'm not the greatest at or I don't know as well to be able to use him, I- I'm going to do it. I don't I don't care about that. You're going to learn it. Yeah. I'm going to learn it so that we can figure out a way to max this this guy's talent out, um, you know, and then obviously coaching guys on the defensive end. You know, that's the hardest part of our game is, is guarding the ball, mm. you know. So, you know, all of that comes later. But I'm going to go get the best player available, and we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out together how we can max this guy out and, and and you know, make that an advantage for us. So I don't really believe in, in only recruiting a certain type of player for a certain type of system or whatever. Like, we, we've got to be able to adjust as coaches. And so, you know, yeah, you know, the, the plays will change and, and this and that. But we're, we're going to get the best player, and we're going to figure out a way to win with with those guys. I think that's the sweet spot. And I've, I've unfortunately been, uh, and, and maybe as a younger coach, it's just easier to start to get really arrogant and think that it's your system that is the reason why you're winning. And, and you forget the fact that it's really your players. And, and you got to do a good job of, like you said, taking the strengths that they do and finding the best way to play. And then, but you also mentioned like, there's a certain way that you like to. So I I think if it's more concept based, you can plug players in in different ways. And like you said, on the defensive end, it's pretty simple. You've got to be able to guard the ball. Uh, What are some, what are some ways that you produce? I'm always curious on guarding the ball, keeping in front, but still pressuring. What are some ways that you help your players to do that? Well, uh, you know, obviously we, we do a lot of defensive stuff in practice. You know, we do a lot of one-on-one stuff. Uh, you know, we really try to dictate. Uh, so we force weak. We watch film on it. You know, we're loaded up, so we're able to help each other. Um, and then one of the things that we do, too, that's kind of worked for us is 
is my best defender will deny their best player for the majority of the game. And so, you know, that's almost like a box in one for the most part. You know, we'll switch if they run them off a bunch of screens or whatever. Uh, but, you know, the elbows and boxes concept with a deny, it just disrupts the offense so much. You know, we've played guys that average 25, 26 points a game. And my best defender is a tough kid. And he's denying them. And the kid just goes and stands in the corner. And he's like, y'all got it. <laughs> like, shuts him down. Um, so I think that part of it, too, you know, obviously we're going to go over certain things in practice where, you know, we're going to get better individually, you know, which helps us get better as a team. And then we go through our team concepts and coverages and all that stuff. Right. That's that's very normal. But then when you start to put in place the things that you like and, and it's working with a certain group, we'll, we'll stick to it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a, a zone guy, so I'll probably, I'm never going to run zone. but you know, when you're you're messing with coverages and junking it up and you find something that works and then your team's buying in, like, to me, that's you believing in them because they figured out something that they, they think is working or, or a guy will bring it up. Hey, coach, let's just keep trapping. Let's trap. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. You know, we work on it in practice. I mean, we're doing shell for 45 minutes a day, grinding them, you know, and if they say they believe in something, we're going to do it. So I think that's kind of how, how we've done it here. It goes back to empowering your players, like you said, in your culture. Uh, I, I think uh, you and I played, and so sometimes we still think that we know exactly what our guys are going through because we played, you know, for me, 20 years ago and for you a little less. But uh, I think it's important to remember that they're the ones out there actually playing and what they see and feel might be different from what we see and feel. I love that idea of just denying the best player and having your better defender on him. I wonder, like you said, he, he averages 20 and then all of a sudden might not be able to completely, there will be players that still work to get the ball and still and actions that create. But what if you just take 25% of their usage away, you know, 40% of their usage away? I think that's enough against some teams because a lot of teams that you and I know they will need one guy at least to do a lot of things. And you take mm. you take 25 to 40% away of that player's usage, shots, time he has with the ball in his hands, maybe, maybe that equates to 5, 10, 15 points different uh, that they could have had. I think that's huge. No, it is. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's our job, you know, on the defensive end is to limit their efficiency. So you're figuring out what they're good at. And obviously game to game, it can be a little bit different, right? There's teams that are great offensive rebounding. There's teams that get to the foul line a lot. And so you're finding nav you're trying to navigate to limit those things that they're great at. But I think limiting the usage of one of their best players has really worked for us. So obviously the use of synergy and some of these other apps where you're able to look at the analytics of it when you're going through the scout. Like I'm a video guy. Like I'm watching film. I'm breaking it down. Like when we watch, you know, we played TCU this year, we played SMU this year, you know, these guys are transferring in and they've never actually played in a SMU uniform. So because of synergy, I'm allowed to go back and watch their AAU uh, games. I can watch their, their college games if they were at another division one or junior college or whatever, you know, wherever they've been at. And, and you're able to find an advantage on the individual player. And I think that's what's really helped us is being able to identify these habits, right, that their best players have 
and then trying to take it away. And like what you're saying, you know, it, it'll it'll tell you like this guy has the ball in his hands 27 percent of the time. So if you take the ball out of his hands, somebody else has got to make those decisions. And now it's a different team. Yes. And so that's that's really helped us on the scouting side, uh, you know, from a, from a standpoint, of being able to take away what they're best at and trying to get them to do something else. You know, and it doesn't always work against those big teams, obviously, but it prepares us for our, our league and we've got a really tough league. So I, I think if any time that you can like think about what you work on offensively, uh, the majority of your time, you know, whether it's it's certain man to man quick hitters or whatever, if if you could take the other teams, uh, take what they do a majority of the time in practice and basically wipe it out make it obsolete or make it different than like you said, you all of a sudden you're playing against a team that's a little bit uncomfortable or just doing a few things. There's this whole Tyler Costin has this lock left uh, offense that our defense that he's working on, where the whole idea is just push every player left. And it, yeah. and it, and it's interesting, like, cause instead of, you know, forcing a uh, sideline or baseline, they have the ball on the right side, they're going left. So they're still, they're kind of being forced middle, but think of how many right-handed players that can go left, but don't prefer it. And maybe you're dropping what they do and their confidence down just a little bit. You do that enough over the course of the five players. And then again, they're running at, like you said, a different efficiency. Uh, I think there's a lot of brilliance to that, man. No, absolutely. And and my players get tired of me because literally on every player in the scout, it's going to say force weak. Yeah. So say it once in the keys, we're going to put it on every individual player because we've watched enough film on them. We know. And obviously with some players, it's not as noticeable because they can go left and right. And, and they're very skilled, tough players. But it only becomes obvious when it's the kid who can only go one way. And I'm like, you guys are taking it to the extreme on him because he's so good with one hand and so bad with the other, but it actually works with the other guys as well. Yep. And so that's, that's something that we really try to emphasize, but I agree. I mean, you can, you can really change the the makeup of a game by being able to do that. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.